I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We're the guys from that film, Stu, and this is our latest episode where we look at some of the most recent news stories from the world of film and television. In today's show, there's another trailer for The Flash. I didn't watch it, but Luke will tell you all about it. Uh, Transformers is getting a new animated movie, and the Galaxy Quest TV series will be real. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Street Podcast. So, Jason, how about you kick things off? What's our first movie topic? Well, yep, there it is, the big one. Uh, the latest trailer for The Flash breaks the universe and brings back Michael Shannon's General Zod. Now, apparently Keaton even says, let's get nuts. Now, like I said, I did not watch this. I feel like I've seen enough. I'm ready to check out this movie. I'm sold. I'm all in. But feel free to let us know what's there. Maybe don't tell me stuff I don't want to hear. <laughs> well, cover your ears. Fortunately, one of us has seen that trailer. Like you, I had made the decision not to watch any more trailers other than that initial one. I'm stopping here. I'm not going to watch that final story trailer. But I just thought, you know, I want to see it. This is very much a Batman trailer. If you'd not seen the Flash logo, you'd think it was a Batman movie and Flash was in it. But I do think that's this particular trailer that they put together. It's a great looking trailer. So I won't get into it and spoil things for you. But there's a certain moment right at the end. And it's a really fun, excitable performance that we're getting from Ezra Miller as The Flash. And it does give me hope for the film. And I'm hearing really good things today. I won't um, I won't spoil it. But as you've said, though, Keaton does say, let's get nuts. I let's both nuts. loved and disliked that he said it because it's something he said in that first film. Fans like it. And that's why it's in the film. So on one hand, I don't like the fan service, but on the other hand, I absolutely love it. I feel conflicted. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's not, <laughs> it's not like it was his catchphrase. It was no, it was and it's a line. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, it's a memorable line. You want to get nuts? Like Let's line. get nuts. <laughs> oh, it's a fantastic moment in yeah, yeah, it is in Batman. But um, yeah. So I mean, that's exciting to hear. I suppose it's, it's all good. And look, I've heard fantastic things about it. screenings have happened of this of this movie. People have watched it. They're liking it. I mean, there's word being like this could be one of the the best comic book movies in the past decade, which is pretty high praise. Let's not get too carried. Um, let's not get too carried away with it. But interesting how you said you know this is very Batman heavy. You'd think think otherwise you know this was a batman movie i mean look they're obviously got to get kind of creative with how they're marketing this film the ezra miller you know issue issues um you know all, all that about so yeah they're probably just getting creative in terms of like hey how can we push this movie without you know putting ezra miller front and center but like you said obviously it's it's good that that they have a have like a, a you know, at least a major part in this trailer, at least towards the end where where they get to shine. 
I mean, honestly, you, make you... make no doubt about it. Like outside of this trailer, everything that's been said is his movie. It is a Flash movie, mm-hmm. and with Miller playing well, more than one version <laughs> of the Flash, he's apparently pretty much in every scene. Like this is his movie. Like his character is in pretty much everything. Mm. So hearing and that, as it should be, the title is the Flash. I know, but hearing hearing that makes me think. At Warner's, they're referring to this as the Batman trailer, right? Okay, so let's have our second trailer be the Batman trailer because it is very Batman heavy. But hey, it's a good trailer. It's getting people excited. So hopefully those same people turn up and watch it when it's released. But we've still got a little bit to wait. It's not until June. The Justice League is going to war. The upcoming summer animated home entertainment release, Justice League War World, has unveiled its cast, which is top-lined by Jensen Ackles as Batman, Officer Wayne, which is interesting, Stanner Katik as Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, and Darren Chris as Superman Agent Kent. So there's obviously something going there because it's not Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne. They're doing something different. But this is the Tomorrowverse continuity, and it's going to be the first time that we've had Wonder Woman be a part of this series. So that is pretty exciting. We've also got an official synopsis. Up until now, the Justice League has been a loose association of superpowered individuals but when they are swept away to War World, a place of unending, brutal, gladiatorial combat, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and the others will somehow unite to form an unbeatable resistance, able to lead an entire planet to freedom. Hey, sounds good. Sounds action-packed. And again, we're getting the Trinity for the first time in the Tomorrowverse. Well, didn't... um. I'm not sure if I'm going to try and dance around. Uh, can we talk spoilers for that post credit scene that was kind of the lead into this? I can't remember which movie it was actually. That one that was a Supergirl movie without being... Legion of Superheroes, but That's there was the something one. happening. But I thought that was a different threat. They had a different name, but I'm, I don't know. I'm assuming it does all tie together. But that's where... Yeah, about, I don't think we can like spoil the, it, really, the post credit scene, because I don't know. We can't? Or, well, look, what's implied is that maybe some potential deaths occurred and now we're, we're talking about we're talking about this casting and we've got characters like officer wayne agent kent so are we talking you know obviously there's some sort of you know whatever war world is and you're probably more familiar obviously it's a it's, this is a multiverse type kind of situation so we're going to get alternate versions of these characters i guess and that's i guess that's uh that's yeah well and maybe they undo what happens or something. I feel like my avoiding spoilers didn't really work the, very much. No, the, the ruler of <laughs> Warworld is Mongol. He's a foe that is an alien, and he's as powerful, if not at times more powerful than Superman. So he so is, is, a, it, big, is it a different universe or is planet. it a planet? No, it's no, it's a planet. It's essentially okay. a machine planet that moves through space and yeah, it's a you know, it's like a big Death Star. That's probably a good comparison. <laughs> Only bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there we go. That sounds um, sounds pretty cool. And we are getting 
that the actual Justice League coming together with, you know, filling out their ranks, because we've seen them in some capacity in the other films, but this is going to be the big guns together for the first time. Exciting. Speaking of big guns, uh, Transformers 1 is the official title of the first animated Transformers movie in nearly 40 years. Um, we've also got some uh, voices cast. Uh, Chris Hemsworth will voice Optimus Prime. Brian Tyree Henry will voice Megatron. We've got Scarlett Johansson as Alita. Keegan-Michael Key as Bumblebee. John Hamm will voice Sentinel Prime. And Lauren Fishburne or Lawrence, if you better to say, will voice Alpha Trion. Um, and this is scheduled to hit cinemas. So we're, we're talking Transformers animated, big screen, July 2024. So just over a year to go. So obviously it has been it has been a bit of a minute since the last animated Transformers movie, which, um, you know, that movie has its fans. It also divided a few things. The death of Optimus Prime, great Well, time. that was the, the movie that was famous for killing characters because they wanted to introduce new toys. New toys. <laughs> that's, that's what that movie was all about. But you're right, it does have its fans. The, the casting for this movie, um, I don't think this I mean, is too big. strong a word. Hate. I hate the casting. This is ridiculous. I can't believe they've gone this big with the casting. Chris Hemsworth as Optimus Prime. Are you kidding? Like Optimus like, Prime should be oh, what's his name? It's it slipped my mind. The, the guy that voices Optimus Prime, you know, Peter Cullen. Yeah. That's the one. Thank you. Also Eeyore. <laughs> he should just automatically just be Optimus Prime. But even if right now there's an argument. Forever. Like, the reason why the gone for Hemsworth is because it's prime when he was younger. He's an Autobot. Does his voice change yeah. as he gets older? Honestly, it's almost as ridiculous as, as like transforming gorillas. But <laughs> I like I like this cast. I like this cast, but there is so many voice actors out there, and that's what they do. They are voice I mean, actors. Yeah. What they're doing here is is that is that typical big Hollywood kind of, and, and that's obviously painting the picture of what this is. It's because this is stunt casting. This is like we're going for the big, like big names that people know. You know, like, like the Mario movie for, for as an example. It was like, like there's a poster that literally just has actors' names on it because it's like, hey, that's a selling point. They're going to be able to do the same thing. They're going to be like Transformers, and it's like Chris Hemsworth, Brian Tyree, uh, Henry, Scarlett Johansson, da 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 da. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, and look, I'm, the, the rest of them, I'm sure their voices will be will be great, you know, like great performers, their voices we like hearing, but it's just, yeah, I think Chris Hemsworth, Optimus Prime, I don't know. Optimus Chris Prime Hemsworth, just... that's that's the first name I saw, and then Brian Tyree Henry, and for the longest time, I just saw those two names, and then I saw the rest of the castle. Oh, jeez. Right. Okay. I mean, Keegan Michael Key. You know, I'm a big fan of his. Are you talking about Mario? He was Toad. Now here, he's Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. oh, I I don't know. But if you're after live action Transformers, uh, the Transformers Rise of the Beast trailer pictures the Autobots and Maximals against Unicron. Did you watch this trailer? I did watch this one, and oh, I want good. to start with a positive. I want to start with a positive here. Seeing Unicron 
got me so excited. And and I'm like, okay, I'm in for that reason. But I've got to tell you, everything else and all the other trailers previously, I feel nothing for this movie in terms of like like the the beast aspect of it, the just all of the action and stuff in this. I'm just like, to me, I'm watching this trailer. I'm like, it's just visual noise. I don't know if I'm just exhausted from like the Transformers films, live action, you know, like all that kind of stuff. But just watching this trailer, I was like, this, I have no care for this, which is really sad because it should be like, this is amazing. I'm so excited. But I just feel nothing. I just, I don't know. I, I get what you, I get, no, I get what you're this. saying because the, the start of the trailer, I was really enjoying it. But then it does become, as you say, just noise. Like that's what it ends up being. But outside of the Bay films, I really enjoyed Bumblebee, which had an 80s setting. This one has a 90s setting. So I like that as a direction. We've got a new human and it looks to be passed on. It looks like one of the Autobots touched his hand and then it's like he's going to get an Autobot casing. That's pretty pretty cool i've not seen that in transformers i don't think in in live action but there's some interesting things here beast wars i didn't watch it i've never seen it and that's it i'm assuming what we're getting I, here that's what this is I, isn't it the what are they called the the maximals is are they the are they from beast wars just, that's my I, mean, I guess oh yeah they're just like the animal transformer things i just like in my head i'm like why would transformers need to disguise themselves in like the animal kingdom and is the gorilla is that optimus primal i've heard that name somewhere i think that rings a bell and look the wife watched this trailer with me and she turned she was like she you know she, she had not transformed but she was like so like, oh, what's because i got really excited she was like what's unicron and i was like he's like a transforming planet <laughs> like i'm like this is sick. Like for sure, let's bring him on. So I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. But like, gorilla transform. Oh, I just, I don't care. <laughs> but whatever. You know, just hearing you um, say that, Unicron would be would have been a better comparison for War World. You know, I compared it to the right, Death okay. Star. This yeah, is a better example. So there you go. Oh, cool. Good stuff. Um. All right. What have we got next? Aaron Taylor Johnson announces craven the hunter so that's the uh the spider verse sony spider verse kind of film will be officially rated r that's the american r so maybe an ma here we'll see how we go um first look footage which was shown at CinemaCon, which recently happened um promises tons of blood and gore in this marvel movie does this excite you does this it's like, probably the one that I'm more interested than any other one that they've got in development, whether it's Venom 3, Madam Web. This is probably the one that I'm more interested in. Having the, you know, at least in the US, having it be rated R, I don't know, that makes me a bit more interested. I do really like Aaron Taylor Johnson, so that's interesting. And apparently in the film, it will suit up in the comic-accurate outfit so that's pretty oh wow pretty cool, cool. <laughs> and there's a moment i read where ridiculous. yeah but come on it, it is a ridiculous costume but give it to me in live action <laughs> no need to make any changes apparently he bites off a guy's nose and spits it out oh okay 
is going to be getting quite vicious in this. And we're going to get the other Spider-Man villain, Rhino. He's going to be in here also. I don't know. It's. I think I, I maybe... Read, I, I saw something about it, Rhino. I saw yeah, something about Rhino and it was, it was about how um, this version will be, again, also you know more comic accurate. So we're talking like, like the rhino suit, not mechanical. It'll be more like textured and animal-like, somewhat cool. Again, cool to see, but also ridiculous. Like, how is this going to be? Yeah. I also heard that there's going to be mutations. I don't know. Maybe it might end up being an actual rhino. And not just a strong guy in a rhino costume. Now, when you say mutations. (laughs) Not not an (laughs) ex-gene. <laughs> I'm I'm mildly interested in this one, but just I think I'd like it more as a standalone. But you're going to watch it knowing it is part of this Sony Spider-Man without a Spider-Man universe up there building. It's hard because like the Sony Spider Spider-Man less Spider movies, so like Venom, Venom Two, Morbius. I haven't liked them. No, like not even like oh, like I don't really rate that. It's like I've actually disliked them. <laughs> like I've disliked. There's some, there's some, you know, charming bits in Venom and all that kind of stuff. But it's like no, I just I did not like them. Um, and if if any of their movies were gonna be tinking around that R rating and going for gory, and again the movies didn't necessarily need it, but like if not Venom, definitely the Let There Be Carnage. That should have been. You know, if they're going to be biting off body parts and stuff, one of those movies, if not, more so the Carnage one. So the fact that they're doing, they're letting it all, you know, let the floodgates open with Craven, like, okay, cool, but. But then after Craven, we're getting Madam Web, and that doesn't need to be violence. I don't know. Let's just, I guess, <laughs> wait and see. Well, just wait and see what happens. I mean, see Craven. I think you've just got to take every film as it comes. <laughs> yeah. like we're watching might be shit all right next <laughs> i know but even when the shit like morbius it doesn't seem to stop us because we're both gonna watch craven and morbius was the worst anyway <laughs> part of the problem yes <laughs> fast x is now going to be two movies with part two coming in 2025 vin diesel announced this at cinemacon so there you go. They've been talking for the longest time about Fast and the Furious ending with 10 films, not including the spin-off, Hobbs and Shaw. It's going to be 10 films. That's and honestly, the these films are all over the place. They're not consistent at all. And that doesn't stop with the title of the films. Fast X, all of a sudden, they've decided to use Roman numerals. They've not done it before, but as soon as they get to the 10th movie. They're going to call it Fast X. And they've they've said all along, 10 films, but it's like they've found a loophole. Part two. <laughs> Don't be surprised. 2027, part three. It's it's like what the it's what all the um, you know, all like the teen, like the the young adult novel, you know, live action films are doing. It was like Harry Potter did it. The last book was two movies, Hunger Games. The last book was two movies. It's go. like they're doing doing that thing. I think I would have rather them have just been like, hey, look, we're announcing we're doing the 11th film. Well, technically the 12th film, but we're doing the 11th film and we're doing, you know, we're doing Fast 11. 
cool. It'd be Fast and Furious, crank it up to 11. There's your title. It's fantastic already. I mean, it's no, this... it's no less sillier than the fate <laughs> and the Furious or the fate of oh. the Furious. <laughs> I still reckon this one should have gone with Fast 10, your seatbelts. Oh, um, there you go. But it's amazing. But like, I think just knowing that this, like, yeah, look, I'm pumped for I'm pumped for ten. Like I've still I admit I still need to go watch nine, but I'll I'll get there in time. I'm excited for Fast Ten. But now knowing that this is actually one half of a two-parter, I think I would have rather just a separate movie. And I'm gonna go into it knowing that like ah oh, things aren't gonna get resolved. It's probably gonna be a cliffhanger. I'm gonna leave there being like I've watched half a movie. Great. Might not be the case, but now that's what I'm thinking, and that lessens my excitement. It's interesting that they announced it just before 10 comes out. But anyway, I mean, I'm going to watch all of them. I like these films and I'm up to date. I am. I'm up to date. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting patiently for. Well, maybe. Maybe whatever this is going to be, whether they're just going to call it, you know, Fast 11 or Fast X2 (laughs) or something. Um, Maybe that's like around the corner. Like maybe that'll come out next year. Or something, you know, like it's it. Like well, the same made as one movie, but it's split now. No, because the, this no, this they've said twenty twenty five. That's oh no, that has that's not, yeah. So we've we're gonna you have to wait. Said that so I know it's we're gonna have to wait two <sighs> years. Anyway, so that's it for the biggest film news stories. Now we'll just we'll finish up with some smaller film stories. Time to change gears. All right. The first trailer for Wonka was shown at CinemaCon. We haven't seen it. You haven't seen it, have you? You haven't found a way to watch it? Nope. I haven't seen it. Okay. Just checking. I was like, I either forgot to do my job here or, or whatever. Anyway, it reveals Hugh Grant, of all people, um, will be the magical Oompa Loompa. I mean, or you say that. Or... Of all people, there would have been a time when this news would have been crazy casting. Now, if you look at what he's doing in his most recent films, Dungeons and Dragons, The Gentleman, he's having a ball. He's having <laughs> such a good time. Like it, It's not the 90s anymore where he was just stuck doing all these romantic comedies. I'm really enjoying him at the moment. Operation Fortune, the recent Guy Ritchie film, he was fun in that. I'm surprised there's not as much... Um... And maybe there is, and I just missed it, but there's not much backlash in terms of, you know, like having, having uh, you know, an average-sized man play an Oompa Loompa, who, you know, they're known for, obviously, their their, their short stature. Ah, that's but, true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm maybe, just curious. I'm right? not saying anyone should be angry, but, I mean, ah, it's just the way the world is now. You know? Maybe the... <laughs> Any chance to complain? <laughs> maybe the announcement just wasn't big enough. Wait until that, wait until that first trailer. Right. <laughs> That's probably when it'll happen, when all the complaints yep, will happen. Yeah. But just at the moment, I mean, keep in mind, this is the Wonka film with Timothy Chalamet as young Wonka. And now we know we've got Hugh Grant there as an umpa So I'm curious. I am curious what that's going to look like. Vince Vaughn is set to star in a sequel to the 2004 comedy Dodgeball, A True Underdog Story. There's currently no word on Ben Stiller's involvement. I'm surprised by this. There's been talks about it for the longest time, and Vaughn had always said no, but something's obviously changed, and we're finally getting a sequel. All I'll say is that, look, Hannah Mahat, 
it's it's just been it's been too long. But I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something. Oh, well, too long is not accurate then. <laughs> but it has. I mean, it like has, it then, has been. It has been a long time. Will, this will not do good, and it's probably going to be like a straight to streamer. Oh no! We've, we've seen some of those, you know, long-awaited sequels, or maybe not waited but <laughs> are you talking about coming to america oh, would that be that's, that's yeah that's one example there's, there's another not, one i forgot what it was there's not <laughs> as much time with this one 2004 i mean where are we now oh yeah that's been a while hasn't it i mean by the time this comes out we're going to be looking at yeah about a 20 year gap wow okay that's a while um but look sylvester stallone will reprise his cliffhanger role as mountain climber gabe walker in a reboot of the 1993 action film from the director of Angel Has Fallen and Greenland. And that's even longer. Actually, I like, yeah. That's <laughs> even longer. That's 30 years, years mate. <laughs> Chuck another decade on that. There you go. You know, for the longest time, I'd not seen Cliffhanger. And the only thing I knew about Cliffhanger was what I got from Ace Ventura when Nature Calls knowing that was a spoof of Cliffhanger. That is, for the longest time, Ace Ventura was the closest I'd come to watching Cliffhanger. Watched it wow. last year. Really good. Doing it's a sequel. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> a sequel, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about you? Are you excited for this sequel? <laughs> All I could take for this is that Angel, Angel's Volume was good. Great. Inland, I really enjoyed. Um, oh, I there you go. Like when I do, oh yeah, this is this got to completely contradict my like dodgeball <laughs> situation. But like, I like it when they do a reboot, but it is a sequel. <laughs> oh <laughs> right, like, yeah. So like, you, you know, like in the vein <laughs> of like, rather than just a straight reboot, if they are gonna do it, right, that aside, at least make it within the and look, it's probably gonna be just because. Stallone's reprising, he might be, it might be a cameo. He might be in it for five minutes. Um, and then the movie's sort oh, of about someone nah, else. it can't be. I mean, oh no, don't have the movie open with Gabe <laughs> Walker falling. Oh no. <laughs> oh, that's just upsetting me. Let's move on to the next story. Oh no. The movie opens I just realized Stallone <laughs> is hanging from a cliff. Oh, he's cliffhanging. And then and then he's not. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've just realized that the next story, we've kind of talked about it already. Ted Lasso star Juno Temple is in talks to star in a lead role opposite Tom Hardy in Venom 3. There you go. We're back talking about Sony's Spider-Man films again. Really? <laughs> Let's just proceed. Um, the fourth <laughs> Conjuring film is officially titled The Conjuring. Last rites. Um, both Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are expected to return, with James Wan returning as producer. No release date has been announced yet. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. The main conjuring films, although the third week is of the three, I did mm. I did still like that film. The opening was the best oh, part of the movie, but still no, that was, no, that, was a... that movie should have just been like an extended court scene with like yes. drama and like proving pretty much having to prove the existence of God and the supernatural and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we've, we've seen a film like that, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which yeah. is really good. 
Good film. But we're getting a fourth Conjuring film. There's talks of a Conjuring TV series. The Nun 2 is coming out soon. So this franchise <laughs> is showing no signs of slowing down. Blumhouse and David Gordon Green's new Exorcist movie is officially titled The Exorcist Believer. The horrifying first look of The Exorcist Believer was shown at Comic-Con, and in that you got to see two young girls possessed by the classic evil spirit, and this is the first of a planned trilogy. So again, correct me if I think we might have talked about it once before when we were talking about this Exorcist film. Uh, is this a reboot, a continuation? Uh, and then I have follow-up questions after that, if you answer that. Honestly, I don't know if we do know that. I think right. um, my assumption would be it's David Gordon Green doing what he did for Halloween for The Exorcist. Oh, in fact, no, we do know that somebody's coming back. Who is coming back? Is it Linda Blair? I did hear that somebody is coming back. So I'd say this Ooh. is a continuation, but maybe again, just Blair like they did. Was, was Reagan, yeah? Yes, she was the young girl. The little girl, yeah. I do think, yeah, maybe it's just keeping the first film as canon, but just like they've done for Halloween, they're going to do a new trilogy at Blumhouse. So the third one's going to be awful. So <laughs> well, you know it's it's coming I mean, to streaming soon i can't bring myself to watch halloween no, ends again just can't. um it's, it, it, this could be interesting and uh, like i think yeah no i mean they, they would be doing the same thing because they'd have to ignore the, the tv series that they did that was essentially in canon but not um i think they but, would right. yes exist yeah, heretic uh, exist two heretic and those later that. sequels that they did yeah Literally following the Halloween thing, scrap That's, the rest. Keep the that first. would be, that would be my guess. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for film news. Now on to TV news. Michelle Yeoh will reprise her role as Emperor Philippa Giorgio in the Paramount Plus special movie event, Star Trek Section Thirty One. Now oh, this has me so excited i've got to be honest the tv news section was looking a little bit light and the <laughs> film news section was looking a bit heavy so i'll put it here because yes a special movie event but it's still going to be on paramount plus with all the other star trek tv series so that's why it's here that's why it's in the tv section and it <laughs> was going to be it was going to be a tv show before we got Star Trek Strange New Worlds, this was going to be a spin-off of Star Trek Discovery, and it went away for a while. Michelle Yao wins an Academy Award, and all of a sudden, Paramount's like, do you know what? Why don't we do a special movie event? I'm, I'm glad they are, because I'm interested in this character, this story, but I've said it before, just give me more Star Trek, and... Arm amount, keep doing that. So I'm very happy. Yeah, look, I won't go down my my spiral of talking about um, current modern Star Trek, but I know they're obviously fans of 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 the the show um, Discovery in in particular. But um, so this is this is good for them. And yeah, like you said, I think you nailed it in terms of 
why did this project disappear and now has suddenly come back? Well, yeah, an Academy Award happened. So <laughs> that is yeah, that is pretty funny. That's pretty funny. And like, maybe it, it maybe that's not what actually did happen, but you know, no, I, maybe not. But maybe. the timing is great for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah, it's like yes, everyone's winning. And hey, if it was something that was like no, 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 it was it was in the cards and it was all going ahead. The you know the Oscar win just you know nailed it in it was just like fantastic so to have her as lead so good good stuff and this was something that broke i think when we were pretty much close to wrapping up our our new show you know a couple of weeks ago um and it was sort of i think yeah you're pretty excited then so i'm glad yeah that's right yeah yeah i said it, it. Good job. yeah I said it then, um, off air, but um, I, yeah, I purposely, well, I'd, I'd wait because we had a stacked show at the time. So I'm glad that we did wait and it's still worth talking about now. And, and, you know, it could mean so many things Like hopefully this comes out and it's a success, but if it is, maybe Paramount will start looking at more special movie events for Star Trek in the future. Who knows? As well as all the live action animated series that they keep, keep giving us off. Oh, speaking of, that they keep giving us. Speaking of, Star Trek Strange New Worlds returns with an all-new season, June 15th on Paramount+. Plus. We've had a trailer. It looks fantastic. I loved that first season, and it looks like we're getting that and more with, with this second season. In a way, still keeping it kind of Star Trek. You know, yeah, loosely. Um, Paramount+, Plus as well, um, is developing a live-action adaption of the 1999 cult classic film Galaxy Quest, which could be still one of the best Star Trek movies ever made. (laughs) Yeah, it's up there with some of the best Star Trek films. I'll give you that. And, you know, I think it's obvious I have been watching a lot of Star Trek lately. And what happens (laughs) after watching a lot of Star Trek, I just have a yearning for watching Galaxy Quest. I watched it a couple of weeks ago. I love Galaxy Quest. And you're right, it is very Star Trek. It's like watching The Incredibles and you think Fantastic Four. You just mm. think about those other things. But Galaxy Quest, a while ago, I think Sam Rockwell was involved. They were looking at doing a TV show back then. I think to do it now, maybe it's a whole new cast. But there was a time, maybe Alan Rickman could have been involved, where they were looking at bringing people together on tv but now all these years later it sounds like it is actually going to happen so do you you think so i kind of zoned out there for a second i know that's very impressive um do you think there'll be an attempt to try and get some of the cast from the movie back or is this a fresh thing obviously i think maybe fresh yeah like a young cast it could obviously still kind of work as hey this was the show that Oh, again, like the question being like, is this like much like the movie? Will this be about, you know, about like, you know, them making the show and we're following the actors or will this be the Galaxy Quest show where it's like, hey, we're going into space. We're doing crazy stuff. As yeah, if, like, it's got to be the show that they made. It's got to be, it's got to be the actors. Like I remember when I first watched Galaxy Quest, and what it reminded me of a film that I've always loved, Three Amigos, actors being mistaken, you know, and, and then they go on the adventure and they prove themselves to be heroes, Three Amigos, and then in 
Galaxy Quest. I've always enjoyed that. If they're going to do a Galaxy Quest, it still needs to be that. It still needs to be actors that are mistaken for being their TV characters. So it could essentially, because I assume like, you know, like with the movie, it was like they did really go into space, you know, when obviously, you know, they get picked up by aliens and stuff. In this show, if they could almost do the same thing, but then obviously because it's a series, we just get episodic adventures of these actors kind of trying to get it done in in real space. I mean, we can, yeah, I I mean, I'm optimistic and I'd like to see Galaxy Quest continue in some some form. Like they recently, I'll say recently, maybe a couple of years ago, had some Galaxy Quest comic books. They were fun. I mean, Paramount Plus really is the best place for it. I mean, maybe it could be, you know, we're getting all this modern Star Trek. Maybe it's not going to be riffing on the original series. Maybe it's going to be looking more next generation. Who knows? Like an updated updated yeah maybe (laughs) that's what they're going to look at doing national treasure edge of history has been cancelled by disney plus after just one season which means all hope of a nicholas cage cameo in the series is no more potentially we could still get national treasure 3 on the big screen i doubt it if i'm honest and this show i was interested enough Catherine zeta jones is a villain Justin Bartha was in it as your connection to the Nick Cage films. I didn't get past the first episode. Did you watch the show? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even check out the first. There well, we go. I had, I, I had intentions to, and then I didn't. And now it's cancelled. Yeah, I just, it my did bad. not <laughs> do it for me. My main criticism, no Nick Cage. Come on. I mean, Look, I'm all for, look, I love, you know, like a treasure hunting, globe trotting, solving puzzles kind of like movie adventure thing. Like they're pretty fun. But I mean, like the National Treasure movies, one of the major appeal is, is Nick Cage sort of leading his little, his little, what is it like a trio? It's like, there's that woman. (laughs) It's pretty much a trio, isn't it? Yeah. Like he's he's leading his little group. Yeah. And it's like that, you know, that's, that's part of it. You take that element out, it's just like, ah, it just seems like something less. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, look, big fans of this one. Um, a TV series version of The Twilight Saga is in the works at Lionsgate. So this must obviously be their answer to, like, that Harry Potter series. <laughs> I think that's where I'm, I'm going guess, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess we're talking those young adult novels <laughs> those things um oh look twilight obviously very successful franchise let's you know we could we could sit here and, and bad mouth it and take the piss out of it but look at the end of the day it was very successful uh, the movie's made quite a lot of money has a pretty pretty substantial fan base has that fan base grown out of that fandom maybe maybe not is there a new audience maybe this this could work, sure. <laughs> I mean, it works for Team Wolf, didn't it? I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that's for the and yeah. It, it would it would be the same audience. It would be that teenage, like you know, yeah, Teen Wolf, Vampire Diaries, sexy times. You know, just good looking actors doing stuff, vampires, werewolves, lots of glitter. It's great. It's. it's I mean, that sounds like the pitch. If I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> 
and and it'll be like it'll be made again. What what is this? Um, what's that Lionsgate? But I mean, there's not necessarily a network or a streaming service attached to it. It yeah, could be something that Lions, that, look, it could be made yeah. on the cheap. CW, CW kind of quality. <laughs> well, Lionsgate, they seem to be popping up in the US at least on Peacock. Mm. I know the new, the um the Continental John Wick series. That's I believe that's Lionsgate. I'm pretty sure the films were. I ah, we're just speculating now. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's going to be it's going to be available somewhere. There we go. Well, that's it for TV news. Now onto the recommend section. What do you have? Um, you know, this week I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a movie. I feel like it's been a while since I've done a movie. Um, and this movie is called A Good Person. Um, it's a drama film. It's written, directed, and produced by Zach Braff. You may know him as JD from Scrubs, and um many other things um we've got florence Pugh, molly shannon morgan freeman we've got we've got a bunch of people here um this movie is is delightful every now and then i come across a movie like this and i'm just like ah it's just good to get back to something like this you know i get away from all the all the action the explosions the weird comedy all that kind of crazy stuff it's just to have a movie about people and the shit that they're going through, and it's great. Um, I didn't quite get there, but this is definitely a tearjerker kind of movie. It's it's one that, that like the story here, like it, it's 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 so well written. It's full of heart. Um, there's laughs like in all the right places, I, I'd say. Um, and Florence Pugh, the performance that she's given, like she's playing, is such a damaged character. Morgan Freeman is playing this um uh like this dad character and you know he's dealing with with death and and stuff like not his death but like death of his children I'm trying not to say too much about what the actual story is but um yeah look this movie goes into grief guilt addiction recovery forgiveness heavy stuff there's heavy stuff but in a way like the way it's delivered it's not it's not heavy handed. It's not like, like it's, you know, some movies can like kind of deal with that stuff, but it's just like, it's really in your face about it. It's sort of like, it's, it's just in the story, the way, again, the way it's written, it just, it just plays out. And you just, you're just experiencing this stuff with these characters. I'm making it probably sound like a miserable little movie, but there's actually, there's so much like light and joy in it that it's um that it's really well so um i usually like zach brack movies from you know like garden state to uh, i don't know the last kiss that was pretty cute um but no this is a this is a really good one so a good person should i tell you what the movie's about i feel like i completely skipped that um but basically florence Pugh plays a person um she's engaged to this guy um and then she, she's driving a, a car with um her fiance's sister um and and she dies in in that car accident morgan freeman plays the the potential future father-in-law and there's some conflict there the engagement's off florence Pugh spirals into dark times how does she get out of it anyway great movie wow okay yeah i yeah i've heard of this film i've <laughs> i do um, i've just been like it's a good movie <laughs> i do follow 
Zach Braff on social media, and yeah, he's obviously been plugging it. Um, yeah, the cast is is fantastic, and Florence Pugh, like she's excellent in absolutely everything that I've seen her in. So yeah, all right. So if I'm in the mood for a bit of a tearjerker, I will check it out. Now I'm going to recommend not a movie, not a TV show, a podcast. I've done this before. And it's actually associated to this recommend. From ghostly phantoms to UFOs, the Battersea poltergeist Danny Robbins investigates real-life stories of paranormal encounters. Uncanny. That is the name of the podcast. The new series has just started. It's released weekly on Wednesdays. We are three weeks in at the moment. Honestly, I love this podcast. I cannot get enough the real life accounts. I'm not saying I believe in the supernatural, but I love this podcast. And I like horror movies, haunted houses, you know, all of that. So there's oh, there's so much to enjoy about this podcast. Danny Robbins is so engaging. It's just the whole thing is fantastic. What I do now on Wednesdays is I'm just going to the app and I'm just hitting refresh, just waiting for the next episode. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm gripped. I've never experienced that with a podcast before. Uh, it's just, it's excellent. And the one that I recommended of his before was the Battersea Poltergeist, which is fantastic. I've recommended it already. But this one, Uncanny, is really good as well. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I mean, look, you, I mean, you obviously you recommended the the Battersea podcast, and I I checked that out, and I was like, yeah, this is great, fantastic. So look, if if this guy's got more more stuff, like uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to yeah, check it out. It's um, cool. It is it is different. <laughs> I mean, like because the Battersea Polar guys, it's in the title. Like that's one big ongoing investigation that you're following week to week. Whereas this, it's like some smaller stories, and then they will loop back around and revisit certain locations or bring people back on the show and if anybody listened to this has heard maybe even the first season of uncanny you would know this phrase bloody hell ken ah so good there was (laughs) there's a guy named ken this is not a massive spoiler on the first season and he's recounting what happened to him and there's like a pause and danny just says Bloody hell, Ken, because he was so taken aback by what he said. And since then, it's on T-shirts, mugs. The merchandise is, is out there. Anyway, Uncanny, that is the recommend. Well, that's it for another episode of That Film Stew. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Ghosted and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Thanks for joining us for another round of movie and TV news. You've been listening to Luke. And you've been listening to Jason. We're the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.